My name is Milian Mori and welcome to our podcast Warrior Family. We are a family of successful entrepreneurs, visioners, hustlers and leaders. We are compassionate, loving, fearless and determined. We fight for love, profits and a better world. And this podcast was made for future leaders, entrepreneurs, world changers and families all over the world. We gained our wealth by running one of the best network marketing companies in Europe and successfully coaching and speaking empire. Our stories, tips will show you that everything is possible. And this podcast includes all the best sales, marketing, relationship, personal growth, and health advice you can get and interviews with the most successful people in the world. Our motto is, my business is not my family. My family is my business. And we are here to show you how to have it all. It's not easy sometimes to be a woman and it's not easy to be a woman who is fighting and fighting and fighting for Baby. Amen. <laughs> Amen, sister. Amen, sister. <laughs> we know. Um, well, <sighs> now when I look back at my journey, and probably when you look at your journey and many women who have gone through this journey, you see it as a blessing, right? Mm. But when you are in the eye of the tornado, right, you keep saying to yourself, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Why me? And now when I talk to women who are going through the situation of having a challenge conceiving a baby, I ask them a question which is shocking. And sometimes they would smack me, right? But then they know that I know them. And I, and I always say, in every life situation, which seems unpleasant and is unplanned, and I say, why is this happening for me? And that is the biggest change. Mm -hmm. And now when I look back at the nine years when I couldn't conceive a baby, it was all happening for me. Because that was the time that I started taking care of myself and found the strength and found the being inside of me who could take care of another being. Because I had so much work with myself in all that time, mm -hmm. going through a painful divorce and going through a big fall down in my business. And how could I have been who I am to my son today if I hadn't gone through all that. So I see it as a blessing and I know you do. You helped me a lot with realizing that that pain was basically the biggest reward or the biggest gift. And this made it lighter that I had people around me, that I had you who went through this so that I would stop feeling ashamed, alone, guilty, unworthy, scared, because before I started talking about my journey of conceiving Noah after nine years, um, I never realized that it's not about me now. I'm not the brave one. I am just somebody who has learned something from my story. And because I have healed myself, through this process, I can now help heal other women by showing them 
that it doesn't, if you have no medical problems, of mm -hmm. course. I had no medical problems and I could still not conceive. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking mostly about women who don't have medical conditions. But even if you do, mm -hmm. I know a lot of examples where women started taking care of, their, of themselves, self-love, within self-love, inner dialogue. What am I saying to myself? How do I feel? What am I doing to my body that they conceived? So basically it was my biggest blessing and I still see it as the biggest blessing because it was my rebirth. And then with Noah being eight months or six months and then another rebirth because I didn't know how to be a mom and a mompreneur because my mindset was hustle, 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 hustle. When they see that you are busy, when they see that you can do everything like a superman, superwoman, then you're worthy. And then they will go, she's really a great human. And I stopped being the ambassador for hustle hard and be a superhuman. And I'm busy all the time, but really I love provoking by saying, this is my day at work and I show how I, I'm lying on my terrace with a beautiful view of the castle because I live in a really small village and just take care of me. Mm. You said once that... Um you were your own contraceptions. Yes. Oh. This is a very powerful sentence. It is a very powerful sentence and it felt really powerful when I could actually see what I was doing to myself. So you helped me a lot with being more self-aware of what I was thinking. And then you invited me to the seminar with Marisa Peer. And then there was a woman who would say in front of everybody, I don't know how many hundred people were there, and she would go, you can control your own thoughts. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? How can I control my thoughts, right? I had no self-awareness. That was in October 2015, right? After nine years of me trying to get pregnant. I go to that seminar and there was a reason why you and Smilian invited me there because you knew I needed to hear that, right? And this means having a tribe, having people, having friends who know what you need, not just what I want, right? I wanted a baby, but I couldn't conceive a baby if I was in the loop that I was in. I can't, why is this happening to me, blah, 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 blah. So Marisa Peer talks about you can control your mind, you can control your thoughts. I was like, what the hell, where am I? What is this woman talking about? And then she's gonna do a hypnosis on us. And I was like, I'm gonna be the first person in history that hypnosis is not gonna work on me, right? So, you know. And then Smilian and I know everybody, I don't know if you, we were lying on the floor at the back of the room and she went into a group hypnosis. This was the first time ever that I said, okay, I'll go with it. That is what you need to do, right? I will go through something which has no logic in my then mindset, but let's do it, right? It feels good. And this is what people need to know. It has to feel good. It doesn't have to be logical. So I said, okay. So we're lying down and she goes, five, four, you're gonna go and you're gonna remember three pictures from your uh, past. And I'll go, yeah, right. Not me, ever. She goes, five, four, three, two, two, boom, picture. And I was like, what the hell is happening? So I was seeing me when I was eight months young, 
and then three years and then 14. So, and I just remember that I was crying. I was crying. All the tears were going into my ears because I was lying down and I was sobbing. And then she said, just embrace the inner child, all three versions of you. And I don't know how I remember that. I don't remember what I ate yesterday. Miran is making fun of me every day because I don't remember the stupid, irrelevant stuff. And I remembered the feeling when I was three years old. I remembered every detail, me. And I was like, that's not possible. But that's the power of the subconscious, right? And you can always tap into it. Now I know. So she said, embrace the three lineas and tell them we're doing fine. I was sobbing. And I remember for the first time in my life, I felt after trying to have a baby, I felt I could really take care of another human being beside me because we're quite a burden to ourselves sometimes, right? If we are full of something that doesn't belong to us. So we are a burden. And then I felt lighter and I was like, wow, I feel I could take care of somebody, right? So that was October 15, 2014, 2015. And then Marisa said, go to my website. There is a free ebook. So free, right? Mm -hmm. So if some of people think, oh, free uh, resources on Facebook, on, on, on any media don't work. Trust me, listen to the, they do, they do. <laughs> listen to the story. Well, it depends on the human giving it away, mm -hmm. right? So she was giving it away with a sense of serving because she knows what that would mean to so many women. So I go home, I go into my little nook, which is my little uh, wooden office, and I print it out and there were seven questions. And I was like, are you kidding me? You want me to answer those questions? No way because that meant self-discovery, open myself, like take a knife and open everything and God knows what will jump out. And be honest. And be honest, right? Like really honest. And I remember printing it out and making it into a little notebook. I printed everything out and I made a little notebook and I wrote the name of the child because I, I don't know why I always thought I would have a girl, right? So I put the name of the child on there. And Miran and I wanted to call our daughter Besa, right? Because when you give a Besa to someone, then you take care of that person forever and ever, right? And this was, I put Besa on the little notebook I created out of her worksheets. And I started digging in. Question number one, why, what would happen if that child came to your life? Ah, oh, you know, Oh, that would be the most beautiful thing. And then you would go, just be honest. Just be honest. And then I really, really started digging deep. And I realized that I was working so hard. I had so many projects. I was all over the place because I have so many interests. And I would be here and I would do that. And I would do radio and I would do marketing and I would learn and I would do everything on my own. Right? And I considered my businesses or my project, my babies. So if the actual baby arrived, they would have to go away. That was my mindset. I would not give myself the option and mm -hmm. it was like, or, mm -hmm. and now I know it's not, or it's always, and if I choose so. Right. Yes. And then I realized, oh, 
I was self-sabotaging. My mind, my body were working like a clock team. And it was like, oh, yeah, of course you're not going to have a baby because you think that you are going to completely kill your life, kill everything you worked so hard for, everything people go, oh, you're amazing, right? If I had a baby. I was crying, sobbing. Miran came into, the, into my office. There was a, a, a couch there. I was crying in his lap. I was so honest with him about everything. He told me how he felt when we were doing babies on command. He didn't tell me that before, you know? I said, I'm ovulating, Let's right? Go. Let's go. <laughs> and that was our reality in the past year. Mm-hmm. And then he told me, I, I felt horrible. I didn't even want to know that you're ovulating, but I love you and I want to have this kid, but it was horrible. So how can you create magic out of feeling like shit? You can't, right? So we needed to turn this shit into the fertilizer so we can create this miracle that is possible. So there were some other questions and I answered them all and I had deep conversations with myself and Miran about everything. And then it was a really warm November. And we just said, we want to make this fun. We want to have fun, right? So we went out and we just loved being together in nature. And I was pregnant on December 14th already. So two months. I remember that. Yes. That was the most, you know, I was, I was late again, which happened for nine years. I was sometimes late 60 days, 30 days, 42 days. And always hoping. Always hoping. And then, you know, with my ex-husband, I couldn't talk about this really. It was more me. Mm-hmm. It's like I realized now that maybe he knew that I was not the woman that he's going to have his babies with. But that was really difficult for me to comprehend then. I was not as high in my self-awareness then. And um, the thing is that, that um, what did I want to say? That you discussed with Mira. Yes, that I could discuss with Mira on whatever was happening with me. So the thing is that we were, I was late and at this point it was December. I had a lot of work, a lot of projects. It was also us working together as 466 Club and we were creating presents for 200 uh, children from uh, socially uh, poor families and we were helping them. So I had a lot of projects and I said, look, I cannot have this fear of is it or isn't it? Let's just go and buy the test. So we live in a little village and we had to drive four kilometers to Ormos to buy tests. So we buy two and then four kilometers back. But I was so, I want to know. I said, stop. And he was like, what? In the middle of the road? I said, just go to the field. So we, he turned to a field. A real field. A, a real field, right? And I just stopped the car. I'm going to pee here and I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the test here. I, am, I can't wait to get home. And I was like, okay. So I was wearing a poncho, right? And I was peeing on the, like, and I just gave it to Miran, thinking, of course, like, the 67th, no, I can handle it. And he was like, we're pregnant. (laughs) And I was like, and I I was looking up like, this is not the moment to make fun of me. Like, 
this is not the moment. And he was like, look. And it was a plus. And I was like, that's it? This is how you create miracles? <laughs> By just, you know, being yeah. not your own contraception? And yeah. And then I went home and um, that was a day. No, when was that? Oh, no, no. We had this event for the children. And after the event where we six women with a lot of women thinking the same way helped, I think, 200, 250 mm -hmm. kids, which was a big emotional moment for all of us. And I remember we went to the dinner and you asked the question, what was the most inspiring or touching moment of today? What do you feel inside? And then everybody would stand up and say what they feel because we were really honest and open in that group. And I remember I said, I was supposed to, I got my period today on that day, 10th of December. And for the first time, I did not feel, why is this happening to me? And I was not jealous of all the other moms. And I was just like, I will be there for these kids because they need me now. My kid will get me eventually. But right now I will focus and I will not be sad because I am not given a gift to my child yet. And it's like I was getting lighter with my thoughts. And this is what maybe lifted up something in my body. And then Miran and I went to Vienna and we just had a good time, but the period just did not arrive. It arrived that, and then it wouldn't show itself. And then we came home Monday and then I did that. And this is where we found out. Who, what emotional story. Yes. And we all have this emotional oh. stories. Yeah. So you can be your own contraception. Yes. But you can be also your best friend. Yes. So never give up. No. It can last like more than 10 years. Yeah. For somebody. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> 10. Yes, 10. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Yes. But the thing is this, with hope and wishing. The thing is, when you say, I wish, I hope, I want, I need, you are saying, I don't have it now right? So you are in a feeling of scarcity. I'm lacking something. What I, if I knew that I would get pregnant faster, but that was my story. I needed it just in the right timing. But what I would suggest to, to women nowadays is that they put out the intention I choose to feel like an amazing mother. I choose my body to be open. You see, instead of I wish my body was mm, strong enough to give me a child, you go, I choose my body. Or I see my body being open, getting ready, accepting the child. You don't leave it to hope as, oh, I hope one day. I choose one day because then you are in power. So it's just a different way you talk to yourself because I talked about hypnosis and Marisa Peer, which helped me a lot. But even if none of us believe that or have not experienced hypnosis, we are doing it to ourselves every day. And that is health hypnosis. Mm -hmm. I'm this kind of person. I could never. It's just the way I am. Maybe this will never happen to me. So we self-hypnotize into believing that what we say is a fact, but it's not.
right? Because you and me are proof that it's not a fact that I can't have babies. So don't say I can't have babies. Or when the, I have a client right now who the doctors say it will be like really, really, really difficult for you to get pregnant naturally. Don't repeat that sentence. It will be really difficult for me to get pregnant. Don't say that. I choose to believe that my body is ready, is willing to give a place of warmth to the child, right? It's just speak to yourself kindly. Mm. And this is what I didn't do. But now you did. Oh, and yes. And you learned the lesson. Oh, yes. And now you write stories and letters to Noah. Yes. Well, thank you for reminding me to do it more often. But uh, it just, you know, when, when I would go and uh, sometimes travel without Noah when we were in Dubai or when we went to Paris or when I go somewhere or Miran and I go sometimes, but mostly, thankfully, we're together all the time. But when I do, I love it because that is my time, right? And I love traveling. I would write, I just started writing letters online on my Facebook to Noah. What is happening? The first time we went and we left Noah at home, we went to my friend's Irena's wedding. And I just started writing that I should have felt guilty because he's not here, but I don't. And I just wanted to do this and I will make a book for him one day so that he sees that I'm going through a transformation also and that it's not all about him. That if I am not strong, if Miran and I are not strong, and if we don't take time for ourselves, even if it means that Noah will be sad for one hour and then he will forget about me, that is needed and that he will see that mommy was self-developing and, and was giving birth to a new me all the time because that is what will be waiting for him. Mm -hmm. So that is really important for me to basically describe my own feelings so that he will know that the standard is feelings are okay, change is okay, love, self-love is a must, mm -hmm. right? So I love and this that. this is also something with self-love because he will also uh, learn if mommy is okay, then he's okay. That's exactly and, it. And uh, he will learn from experience. Yes, that's from it. From his own experience. Yes, yes, that's it. So everything is okay. Yes. And everything will be okay. <laughs> if we choose. If we choose. If we choose so. I choose that whatever happens, I'll be okay. And just be kinder to yourself. Mm -hmm. Be aware of your yes, own thoughts. Yes, because in your body, the baby will grow, right? Yes. Has to go in a loving body. Exactly. A Thank growing you. body. Thank you so Thank much. You. Resources from this interview are available online. Visit www.warriorfamily.com and download the free book Lessons from Millionaires with all the resources mentioned in the interview. If you want to be a warrior who has it all, visit www.warriorfamily.com and download my ebooks for free. Learn all about warrior productivity, habits, mindset, marketing and sales strategies, confidence boosters and many other things. I promise that you won't be disappointed. More valuable content waiting for you on my social media profiles. Instagram, Smillion Mori, YouTube and Facebook, Smillion Mori, Warrior Family, Twitter, Smillion Mori, and LinkedIn, Smillion Mori.